クライミングインサイドザマシン We're back with a new episode of Metapod. If you've listened to the last two episodes of the show, you might remember that each of the two guests gave their own tip for a great recording technique that they both used. And that is recording their show inside their walk in robe. So I thought, I'll have a try at that. And I am speaking to you right now from my modestly appointed wardrobe. You can just hear the clothes. This episode, I'll be speaking to family mediator Kirsty Peterson, who is about to launch her new show, Co Parenting Kids Podcast. I'm always amazed by the clever things that people do that I wouldn't have thought to suggest myself. So, before we get to the interview, I wanted to share with you this pro tip for trialing theme music for your show. I talk to my clients about music. In terms of the tempo, the pitch, the density, and each of those things making it suitable accompaniment for their voice and the, the speed that they speak and the kind of intro that they want to give. But I'd never have thought of this genius simple technique. Kirsty had her selections down to three tracks and used Loom to record herself speaking her show intro over each one to help with the decision. <laughs> Welcome to the Co Parenting Kids Podcast. I'm Kirsty Peterson, here to give all your co parenting questions and answers. Hi, welcome to the Co Parenting Kids Podcast. I'm Kirsty Peterson, here to give all your co parenting questions and answers. Welcome to the Co-Parenting Kids Podcast. I'm Kirsty Peterson, here to give all your co-parenting questions and answers. You'll find out which was the successful choice if you listen to the Co-Parenting Podcast. But now, let's talk to Kirsty. Kirsty Peterson, about to launch the Co-Parenting Kids Podcast. Thanks for coming and having a, a chat with me about it pre-launch so we can get a snapshot of where you are now with it. I, what I wanted to do was ask a couple of questions about the, your goals for the podcast now and then come back sometime next year and see how they, you know, how they've been, been met. I, I've, I think that you've been planning this for some time. Is that, is that correct? Yes, a very, very long time. It was、um, like a brainchild, brilliant idea that I had sort of five years ago.、Um, let's do a podcast,、oh. I said to one of the people、wow. that I was sort of co working with at the time.、Um, and I was very excited and I fleshed out all the episodes and, and then I didn't do anything about it.、Um, and then early last year, I used an online platform to,、um, I suppose you would say, launch the podcast. The, the podcast,、um, but it sounded horrible and I didn't like it. So I pulled it、um, and thought, do you know what? If I'm going to do this, I want to do it properly. And that's when I found you. And how grateful and happy and excited <laughs> am I to have, have a producer like you? 
Oh, th- thank you, Kirsten. I get a lot of validation from my 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 guests who all seem to appreciate uh, what I do. So that's that feels really good. Well, it's because you're the expert and we're the newbie and we have no idea we're floundering around and you just sort of say, oh, do this or use this or this is the answer, Kirsty. And it's like, yes, Martin, thank you. <laughs> As some of the listeners to this show um, will be podcasters or aspiring podcasters um, themselves, could we name names about what platform you used initially that didn't quite hit the mark for you? It was Anchor. Oh, okay. Mm. And it wasn't, I don't think it was Anchor. It was totally Kirsty. <laughs> that was the problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because when you just use your computer and your, you know, little $5 headphones from the servo, <laughs> the quality yeah. isn't going to be that great. <laughs> it's going to be a $5 servo yeah. quality podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes. But look, it served its purpose, really, because it enabled me to flesh it out to start with, to get used to, and not that I wasn't necessarily used to it, but to actually start recording something, but to put it out there and be able to be proud of it um, was not a step that I'd really considered. I thought, you know, I'll put my podcast on Anchor and everything will be great. And then I listened to it and thought, hmm... It's more than just getting over the sound of your voice and the the breathing mistakes or any of those sorts of things. Well, that's really interesting because five years ago, um, you definitely would have been ahead of the current boom that podcasting is going through. So, yeah, had you started then, you probably have quite a big audience now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, or my fear would have been revealed and I would have run out of content because that's the thing that sort of has stopped me this whole time. It's, you know, I've felt like I could do a few episodes, but then what would I talk about? So doing the Anchor podcast enabled me to sit down, well, forced me to sit down and say, well, what am I going to talk about and and flesh out some ideas? And then how is that going to apply to my business? How is it going to be relevant? Yeah. And see that, that I had so much that I could talk about um, because I went through content that I'd written. I went through my blog posts and all those sorts of things, looking for ideas of what to talk about. But this time around, I've been much more strategic. I wanted to dive into both of those angles a little bit, uh, if I could. So, so you've already done it in a way like a sort of pre-season planning, you know, through your initial project five years ago. So how, how did you approach planning out the content for your season? Yeah, this time it was very different. I started a, a new program this year. It's um, my flagship group coaching program. And so I've really tried to tie um, the content of the podcast into the content of the group coaching program um, so that there's some relevance there, but also so that um, I'm taking listeners on a bit of a journey because um, developing the change program was really quite a different experience for me as well. I've created a lot of content over the last seven years, but there's never really been any strategy to it. It's just sort of what am I going to, what blog post will I put out this week? You know, random, what's the, they say throwing spaghetti at the wall a little bit like my socials. It's like, oh, that's pretty. I'll post that today. Or, you know, there's not been a lot of strategy. Um, So that was really important for me this time. And having done the Anchor podcast really enabled me to see the difference between what it feels like to have something that 
goes together and that what I'm talking about this week builds on what we talked about last week and those sorts of things versus the anchor podcast that really was just spaghetti on the wall because I just went through blog posts or, you know, social content and just talked about different things. But then when I listened to it, it was like, well, this is just random information. You know, there was no journey. I I do sometimes kind of talk to people who haven't quite got a, a clear idea about their format or the duration or frequency of their show. And I, I kind of talk about things in terms of a pilot season because sometimes until you try it, you, you don't know what feels right and what your audience will, will will respond to. So I think it's, in a way, the spaghetti on the wall sort of, <laughs> the, yeah, there can be a bit of value in, in that. And I just want to come back to that sort of business connection, which I think is really important and it'll give us a good a good context so how does the podcast in your mind connect to your your wider business itself i guess you because you've, you've mentioned the change program so perhaps we, sh- we ought to actually do a little preamble about what is your business oh right so i work in family law as a mediator um which is quite sporadic work it's a lot of it is referral and then I do some Google ads and a little bit of Facebook marketing um, to get leads. Facebook isn't necessarily about mediation, um, but the area that I'm really focusing on and moving towards is much more providing programs and work. Well, I used to do workshops pre-COVID. I had a suite of workshops. Um, so I have moved them across to courses and um, I had a, a one-to-one coaching program which in, in my marketplace I find difficult because families don't generally have a lot of money. And if you've got families who are embroiled in court battles, then every single cent that they've got is being funneled into paying for their lawyer. So being able to, you know, the goal is to help as many people as possible. It's to, um, for people to be able to say, you know, I know I've got this problem and you're the one to be able to fix it for me. So it's about getting like all of us, getting enough eyes in front of enough people who are the right ideal customer to be going, it's, you know, it's like you and me. I watched your your video series. I Googled podcast producers and I watched your video series and I went, Martin is the man, you know, he knows what he's talking about. He's talked about equipment. Um, he's answered all my questions. He's the expert. He's the one that can help. And, and you were in front of me when I needed you. And so, Hopefully the podcast will help, you know, with that for me. It will just get more eyes on what I offer. And because it's a very targeted program, it's not just a general mediation program or a conflict program. It's it's a very targeted program. It's supporting people who are co-parenting with mm-hmm. people who um, behave difficultly or have narcissistic traits. So it's a very targeted program. So hopefully it will help broaden my audience and help me with my change program. <laughs> There's an important role that a podcast can have as almost like a first a first contact where people can just hear you and and you know sort of get a sense of what it might be like to 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 work with you before they you know make any any big decisions. So I think that could be really interesting. Mm, and I think one of the things that really surprises me every time it happens is when people have found my website and read lots and lots of my blog posts. Um, I haven't blogged for a couple of years, but I have a truckload of blogs on my website that I sort of forgot about. Um, And certainly since I've been focusing on 
um, more digital marketing things. I forgot about content marketing, which I used to do quite regularly. And people read the blogs and think they know you. They really develop a relationship with you before they even pick up the phone and say, Kirsty, I, I need help with my co-parenting or my, you know, my I need a medi- mediator. And so that relationship building happens because they listen to you and and you know there's there's somebody that I'm following on socials at the moment and I really feel like we're great friends <laughs> I've never met her she has no idea who I am but I've read her blog posts I've listened to her podcast I follow her on socials so I see her life on Instagram and I and her content marketing on Facebook so I really feel like we're great friends and that's the the huge value of these sorts of platforms is being able to invite people into your life and into your business so that like you just said, they get to know you and they, they value your opinion and they know what you can offer and they know how you can help them. The next step is just for them to reach out and say, Kirsty, I've got this problem and, and you're the one I want to fix it, please. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, I think that bit of early research is very valuable. I'm always sort of really keen to say to people who talk to me, you know, listen to what I do. You know, here's a few examples. Here's mm. the show reel because this is what, you know, this is what I would deliver for you. And, and surprisingly, very few people ever do. Oh, really? <laughs> that, yeah, they're happy to get on the phone and they have no idea what comes out of the studio. Maybe that's where my experience differs because I had had that experience with Anchor and the quality with Anchor. I knew very much about what I didn't want it to sound like. So when I listened to your reel, looked at your reel, it was like, yes, that's what I want it to sound like. That's how crisp I would like it to be. That's how clear I want to sound. I know I need to practice my enunciation, but that's the quality that I'm looking for. Can I ask you, Kirsty, although we haven't launched or, you know, we're about to produce some episodes for you, you are very good on the microphone. Have you had any experience of of this previously? Not directly. I worked in radio for a while, but as a copywriter, not on on, on air. Um, I, I like to sing, so I do a, a bit of karaoke, but I've never done anything like this. Okay, well, so, so working in radio is a fairly good qualification, you know, for, for the enterprise that we're about to, to do. Just to go back for a second, I also want to add that the, the greatest value, I think, of a of a podcast is being able to add another suite of free resources for people and being able to reach people across different platforms because not everybody wants to sit and read a blog post. Some people want to watch a YouTube video. Some people just want 15 minutes in the car or in the shower or whatever to listen to a podcast. So it's about being able to provide as many people as possible access to the the free resources and the free information. Yeah, and I, I quite agree. I think for it, it, there was a sort of um, guidance about web design, you know, a long time ago, which was don't make me think, you know, make it make it easy and make it straightforward for people. So now we've entered this era of story where people like to be told and they like to watch, you know, more so than read a guide or, you know, download a ebook or whatever. Yes, yeah. Uh, so how did you find the... The recording process for the initial things that you've done so far? Oh, look, I was really daunted doing it with Anchor and that was probably the most simplistic process possible. But you have made this high-tech, high-quality process so simple. I 
bought what you mentioned. Uh, you didn't necessarily recommend it, but you said these are some things that I've used and I went off and looked at three products instead of doing a Google search for podcast equipment, which I had done previously. You know, I've been, like I said, this is a five-year thing for me. This is not the first time I sort of sat down and thought, what do I need to buy? I found some good deals as well. So it wasn't as expensive as other times that I had looked. It wasn't $600 for a mic. It was, you know, $400 for a mic and a stand and a cord. Um, I got my Zoom recorder 50% off. Um, so I found some really great deals, but also because oh. I knew what I was looking for. I was I, I went and I looked <laughs> for the Zoom H5 and then com- compared where I could buy it. It wasn't, um, again, just a random Google search for recording devices and then trying to figure out. So just having the support. Mm. And again, I'll mention this is free support because it's in your free video course um, of being able to just have that support and know what to look for. And being able to purchase the equipment, it, it, it's two pieces of equipment. It's it, it, it's so simple. It's not daunting. It was totally daunting mm. when I took it out of the box and looked at it and thought, oh my God, what is this thing and how do I use it? But you helped me with that. You know, you talked me through it like a baby. I think I was there on the on the video call yes. when you opened the <laughs> <Yep>. box. <laughs> um, you told me, you know, then it was simple. Turn it on. This is what this means. This is what that means. And so I didn't have to sit and I had looked at the instructions but there were six books in that box, one in six different languages. <laughs> and it was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <They're> like, oh. <laughs> so it, it was very overwhelming. But you just made it so simple and easy that you took the overwhelm out of it. You, I didn't have to learn new technology because you taught it to me in 10 minutes. It, it was just... Yeah, once it's connected and you've got the settings done, yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty reliable. Um, all right, well, that's that's good to know. So I think we are within a few weeks of launch of, of the show. Do you have any plans of how you'll promote it once we go live? Yeah, I'm going to chuck it out into all the Facebook groups that I'm a member of. It'll probably get deleted from half a dozen of them, but I'm not worried about that. If I can get just a couple of people and then they listen and they share or any of those sorts of things, I'll push it out on all my socials. I've already started alluding to it in my email campaign. You know, I'm doing something really exciting that I've been thinking about doing or wanting to do for five years. Um, So building some interest around what is Kirsty up to that she's wanted to do for five years that she's finally doing. This is really important, Kirsty, that that actually you've already done, you know, the legwork to to build those social accounts and, you know, you've you've got a bit of audience there already. Yeah, look, I, I haven't done a lot of socials for probably a year. I, I haven't focused on it at all. It got a bit overwhelming with Corona last year and, and sort of March and I yeah. pulled back from social media oh, yeah. and got really lazy with my content marketing. And I think I got a bit overwhelmed. I've got four different Facebook groups and three different pages yeah. and thought yeah. this is just too much. Yeah. So what what is your hope for what the podcast will be doing in nine months time? The dream, the fantasy, and then there's the reality. The reality probably is that there'll be a, f- a few listeners who are there for the free information. No, no, go for the dream. Have the dream. The dream is that it will go totally gangbusters. Everybody will love it. I'll, you know, do two more seasons this year. Uh, no, maybe not this year, but, you know, two more seasons in the next 12 months. Yeah. There'll be 
26 episodes across the 12-month period and um, it will help fill my change program. Right. It'll lead into one-to-one coaching and um, maybe even support my mediation practice a little bit because I'll chuck in some mediation relevant information as well. And I think the thing that makes mm-hmm. me feel more confident that that's an option, not a reality, but an option is that I feel like there's some strategy around it. It's not just spaghetti on the wall. It's targeted information with a purpose. And I I learned that from other podcasts that I listened to. I listened to a a couple of digital marketing podcasts. So being able to listen to one and say, you know, this is pretty random. I think they make this episode topic up as they go and they just chuck a call to action at the bottom of whatever it is that they're doing right now versus, mm-hmm. you know, digital marketers who have really short episodes, five to 10 minutes, but it's quite targeted to whatever it is they're launching right now, but not in a salesy way. So that's the goal is to be able to share information yeah. and have it be relevant to something that's going on in the background that you can also promote. That's that's spot on, that, that approach of, yeah, just being being visible and useful, but not not going into like a sales um, pitch it's mm. unnecessarily okay. So, elevator pitch for your for your podcast. Why should people listen? Because it's a short version of a really long blog post. It's um, distilled, targeted information, tips and tricks for how to co-parent successfully with somebody who is has difficult behaviours and narcissistic traits. It's being able to get that practical support with an actual roadmap of of targeted information. If you have this specific problem, then here are some ways to resolve that. Um, it's it's not just a general podcast with lots of co-parenting information or interviews where people just blather on for an hour, that it is there's a targeted reason to listen and this is what you'll get out of each episode is quite clear at the beginning. Yeah, the co-parenting podcast and you'll be on you'll be everywhere on Apple Podcasts and Spotify <laughs> and so on. So that's a good, uh, good, good search. Or you, you have a website as well, do you not? Yes, coparentingkids.com.au. Awesome. Thanks, Kirsty. Thank you, Martin. Metapod.